everybody, and welcome to another episode of Retronauts Micro. I am your host for this one, Bob Mackey, and who else is here with me today? Nice fruit roll, man. It's Chris Antista. God, I forget. He's actually <laughs> saying something in the Simpsons he Arcade is. game, and I forgot to write it down, but I know it's real words, and it I means something. I think he's saying, let's go for it, man. I think so. That could be it, yeah. But I always heard nice fruit roll, man. And who else is here today? Hey, it's Henry. Collect all the hats. Gilbert. <laughs> Hello. Collect all the hats? I'm more into exit signs myself. And uh, today's episode, in case you didn't look at the title of the podcast you're listening to, is all about Bart versus the Space Mutants, the first uh, Simpsons game, and probably the most prolific Simpsons game. Why you got to do this to the people, Bob? Uh, I, hey, hey, someone did it to me. Imagineering and Acclaim teamed up to ruin my childhood t- together in tandem. This is one of the cruelest things that I think happened to us as little kids in terms of games. <laughs> it really was. And okay, so uh, I did an entire Simpsons podcast for Retronauts about five years ago. Uh, all of our old episodes are on archive.org. If you want to look up old Retronauts that are that are from the one-up collection, just go to archive.org, type in Retronauts, you'll find them all there. And um, I really wanted to zero in uh, for this reboot of that episode. I want to zero in on Bart versus the Space Mutants because it's the one everyone played. It's the first Simpsons game, ergo, got the most attention. And after that, we were like, I don't want to play another one of these ever. It set expectations so low for any other Simpsons Mm -hmm. game that we didn't even complain that it got arguably worse after that yes it, yes they did get a lot worse this, but, this has some inspired qualities the execution is terrible we'll get into that yeah, in a second perfectly uh, sad. i did want to say that this is sort of a, a cheap uh tie into our simpsons podcast talking simpsons oh. uh yes every wednesday on the laser time podcast network yeah we, go we, to talking simpsons.com correct we did a, yeah yeah we did a season wrap up on it and like um this game has just come out about where we're at in The Simpsons. This, this is summer? around season two. This is 91. This, 91. Is, this came out okay. uh, when like Principal Charming was airing. But it's after The Simpsons arcade game, which is phenomenal. I think it's the same year. They're both 91. Again, we don't know when Simpsons arcade are, games are released. The, yeah. really, the XBLA version pegs it at February 91. Okay, then it, these but, are uh, I don't know launching how. at the same time. Then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if that's true, and and they didn't know either, probably. Yeah, I just I have I, there's a commercial you can find if you look up the commercial. It's clearly like a Brad Bird joint, um, mm-hmm. a very like wow, the Simpsons are real well animated. Ninety one only for commercials. Yes, when you pay and, an animation studio to make twenty seconds of yeah, animation, they're going to make it look really really good. Mm-hmm. It looks really really good, and um, yeah, that that was the first one, but like the push for it came months later. There's all these oh, compilation wow. commercials about like Bart with the Space Mutants and don't forget about Camp Escape from Camp Deadly, but Camp they Deadly always too. mention Space Mutants because I guess it, at 91, you're the Retronauts guy. Right. That's when like there's the most systems to program for. Yes. Uh, and, so this came out in February of 91. Mm-hmm. Uh, SNES would launch in America in August. So this is a very late NES game. It looks mm-hmm. like a Famicom game from like 1987 yeah. that shouldn't it have come over here. so bad. It looks really bad. I do want to go over some basic um, elements of this game. Uh, it came out in nine different versions. Yeah. This sort of reminds That's me astounding. of Double Dragon games like that, yeah. where it's released on NES, Genesis, uh, every microcomputer, the Spectrum, yeah. the Amiga. Like everybody got a taste of this trash. Yeah, if you owned Double Dragon like a, is not trash, by the if, way. If you own something that could play video games, you had access to Bart versus the Space. You, you did, and they knew uh, like everyone's mm. going to want a Simpsons game. This is still in the in the heights of Simpson Mania, season two of The Simpsons. Mm. And I have to say, I know a lot about uh, the Simpsons games because for, uh, for in 2009 for OneUp.com, mm-hmm. I did a blog post about every single Simpsons. Simpsons game. Uh, those aren't online now because, you know, why archive content? You know, I would just throw it away as soon as I was done with it. But just toss it. Who cares? Ziff Davis waited a good eight years before flushing it down the toilet. So thanks a lot, guys. But that podcast is still online and I have a lot of knowledge about these awful, awful games to the point where 
every Wikipedia article about a Simpsons game has a link to uh, something oh. I wrote that no longer works. Oh. <laughs> but I hope they keep those links up because I worked very hard on playing all those awful games. So uh, before we start, I do want to say I, I will link to a Let's Compare video from the Gaming History Source if you want to see the differences between every version. Um, the Genesis version looks surprisingly good. Yeah. The Spectrum version looks like a nightmare. There's no music. Yeah. Every sprite is transparent. It's like some kind of weird hell dimension. I, I, I said that when, when I love... My, one of my favorite games from two years ago was the Rare Replay Collection. And I'm like, you were too thorough. These Sinclair things yeah. remind yes. us of the time, oh, these people aren't perfect. Well, like, I mean, that just beats up the numbers. You want to get yeah. to 30 games. <laughs> yeah, so. 12 of them have oh. got to be Sinclair games or Spectrum oh, games. But yeah, those... It's so close to not even being a game, those <laughs> yes. ones. It's like, I mean, technically it's a game, but it can't even fulfill what you're paying for, which is just like, I want to control Bart Simpson. That thing is not Bart Simpson on screen, it's, it's so a you're weird, not even getting that. It's a weird yellow duck creature, and I have to say that this game, I don't mean to, uh, I don't mean to insult our European listeners, but I feel yeah. like... Europeans have a great amount of tolerance for terrible platformers because we were spoiled. With the NES. Yes, yeah. like uh, Mario came out, Super Mario Brothers came out in 85, mm -hmm. set a standard, like all games should play at least as good as this. Yeah. They can be better, but they have to be at least as good as this. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, that console crash never happened in the UK. Mm -hmm. They were playing every garbage nightmare platformer game. Yeah. like semester bullshit. Yeah. Like. Dizzy was defining their platforming experience. And I know a lot of you folks listening are probably like about to flush your iPads on the <laughs> toilet in rage, but please... A lot of those European platformers are kind of not as great as the Japanese ones we got and were incredibly spoiled by. So that standard was out there in America. And not, and if you couldn't meet that Mario 1 standard, you were not worth playing. Yeah. yeah. Not that we, but we for tried. me, <laughs> if you slapped a character on it I liked, I would play it. I'd at least rent it. I would rent it. Yeah. And I would, I would say this is not as good as the I'd, first Mario game. But I'm playing as Bugs Bunny, so I may as well just keep going. I want to give them some credit for knowing their audience as well. It seems like something we talk about on Talking Simpsons, the Bart craze. Like it's just weird to think of him being the figurehead of the Simpsons for for mm. the first couple of years. Yeah, I mean, like the Simpsons name is like in there for copyright purposes. It's the Simpsons colon Bart versus yeah, the Space Mutants. But all those NES Simpsons games were Bart, Bart, Bart. Yeah, there's and a Bart, a terrible, awful Bart trilogy. Yeah, on the, it's the NES. worst. We oh, played them God. all on our YouTube channel. They're but disgusting. Yeah, Don't all, look at them. all that Bart stuff and the ads were just like, I mean, it's it's the Bart game, so Bart's right in the center of it. So you just see this drawing of Bart, you're like. Bart, uh, I gotta get it. That cover art is like the Green Day Dookie of like of NES box art. It is gorgeous. And I gotta I want say, it. yes, Chris, that is the one good thing about this yeah, game. The box beautiful. art they probably got the uh, the guy who do who draws merchandising art at the Simpsons mm. staff to do. Like, and again, talking Simpsonsy, in almost all merchandise, Bart is wearing a blue shirt in early on, and that's here right. he's not. He's yeah, not. It's true. not quite orange. It's red. I think it's, that's because it's, it's easy to pirate a Bart doll, but it's mm. harder to pirate a... I mean, you can still pirate NES games, but mm. what are you going to do? Redraw the arts <laughs> and release it yourself? You know, you can make a Bart doll with a red t-shirt, but I think that's what it was for, right? Like, just well, to certify, like, a, the wrong color shirt means the merchandise is A-okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so. Or they just licensed it differently, or they, like, it... I'm sure there was some piece of paper that said you license blue shirt bar you yeah. not license orange i don't know the bar. distinction but if you look up a butterfinger bb's commercial right now he's always wearing a blue shirt in those butterfinger commercials oh, weird um, i've seen the, the coveted rare green shirt bart in places yeah. too i don't know where uh, that yes. comes from so i want to ask you guys um mm. 
Where did you find out about this game and how psyched Ooh. were you? So, uh, I, I don't, was so psyched. I don't want to say I had the brain of like a 65-year-old man my entire life, <laughs> but I don't know. I think reading a lot of game magazines, even at the age of uh, nine, mm-hmm. I ha- I knew that licensed games were bad. Like mm-hmm. even magazines that were trying to shill for everything, even Nintendo Power would kind of tell you that and wink at you like, oh, we all know licensed games, right? am I right? And like EGM uh-huh. and things like that. So Not Nintendo Power. They were, they, were, they were the Jimmy Fallon of games publishing. They were very <laughs> optimistic about everything. Well, they... they they, kind of, they they want to say this game is bad yeah. in their review. They're like, you you can't be an underachiever to play this game. It's really hard, kids. They actually say that. But I, I rented this. I played the first level. I immediately died in the second level, and that was it. Like the, the, This game, to me, is that first level. We'll get into why yeah. in, a, in a bit. But I want to know what you yeah. guys, how you so encountered the game. I didn't, I didn't start reading game reviews and magazines until a couple of years after this. Like, probably... 94 or so maybe 95 was when i really started reading game reviews so i found out about this through my main form of media comic books they advertised the crap out of it on the back of comic books and it was just the cover with then details and stuff because obviously you can't even get a screenshot so it's going to be the cover and that cover is alive i can't imagine how bad a screenshot taken from a tv would look like in a comic book on that cheap paper dear god and and i also remember like um Genesis had this amazing ad that was, what do you get? Because this was the pre-Sonic advertising or mm-hmm. right around, this was non-Sonic advertising mm-hmm. before he was their mascot. Like, get the Genesis and you'll hang out with your best friends, Bart, Spider-Man, and George Foreman. <laughs> it's like the three of them are right there. What about <laughs> Michael got, Jackson? We've got all three demographics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but so, yeah, I saw the ad on the magazines. I was like, Bart is in a video game. I am the biggest Simpsons fan right now, even in ni- early 1991. So I definitely rented it. And, uh, yeah, I think I never got past the first level because it's fucking stupid it is a stupid stupid so, game as a kid i probably but i didn't have i i doubt i even still had the words to go like this sucks i would have just said like whatever i'll get the That's, next thing i'll rent let's rent a new thing yeah so i'm a little older I was than, spoiled like than you but i like i i, I hear about this. i didn't know what bad games were but i do i remember referring like i wanted damn Amagon forever I'm like well this game's oh, just really hard Amagon sucks. I, I, surely my expectations were warranted this game just really hard and I'm not good enough yes. and so I, I remember like I if I haven't told you my history on Retronauts before my parents hated games I had to work really hard to get games but they encouraged me to read about them so I got to read about them all the time I don't remember any skeptical like, reviews uh, of, uh, of the, the game at all I just was like mad hype for it and when we found out it was at uh, like blockbuster movie gallery we went and rented it and it was just like it's not even that like this sucks it's just like what are you even supposed to do and i just remember like we're like when you rent a game with your friend your next door neighbor that's like an overnight adventure oh yeah and this was like you're spending the whole night cracking that note open and this is just like after two hours just like what about that other game (laughs) yeah like so we didn't we didn't we didn't slander the game at all i know i rented it again tried to figure it out but it is it is like you said it's that that first level is just so mean. It is. It, it is, is so mean and um, obtuse, and it's like a it's a bad platformer on top of all the ideas the, it throws at you. It's actually the nicest level. It only gets yeah. meaner and less inspired. Let's go into some basic details about the game. It's it was developed uh, at Imagineering. One of the main developers was Gary Kitchen. I thought he was more notable than um, I think I was thinking of David Crane when I was looking up this game, but it's actually Gary Kitchen. Uh, he's known for programming the Atari Twenty Six Hundred Donkey Kong. It mm. looks like trash, but yeah. it is actually an amazing feat for the Atari. Like having more than one thing. <laughs> 
the screen moving is yeah. like a miracle on the Atari system. It's true. Um, that was that was designed for two dots to move across the screen at once, and that's basically <laughs> it. So, I mean, if you can make Donkey Kong happen, and he kind of did, he made two levels of that happen. Um, good for him. And he also made a thing called Gary Kitchen's Game Maker uh, for Apple II, mm. and I think Commodore. It was sort of a, an early like game making suite. Very very limited, but people who grew up in this era have fond memories of it. I was a little too young for that, and I didn't have access to a computer until the late '80s. But uh, more importantly, this game is super, super, super reliant on Season 1. Even more Mm. than the arcade game, which is very Season 1 reliant. I feel like they got some Season 2 materials and these people didn't because we see... um, Let's go over what's in Season 1 that's in this game. So um, we have a deal from... uh, What episode is that? The the Grapes of... Wait, the Crapes of Wrath. Wrath. uh, Where Bart is an exchange student and gets uh, basically abused by two winemakers. um, In France, while an Albanian uh, exchange student steals things. That's that's right. And he throws bombs at you in one level because he's a bomb-throwing anarchist, I guess. Well, they're they're damn lucky there were cherry bombs in the Season 1 so they could make that an item in the game. Yeah, Yeah. you're right. They did take that from uh, Season 1. So we have Sideshow Bob, obviously. He is, like, one of the more notable villains in Season 1. He is, like, the best sprite in the game. And and this is a super superficial pinpoint in that what I... When I realize what I lo- love a licensed game, it's just the black. If you bother with a black outline around a cartoon character, it's, it happened it for Snoopy. Yeah, uh, it it didn't happen for Bart on the NES one, but Sideshow Bob looks like a good eight bit approximation of Sideshow Bob. He's three times the size of Bart. Yes, he is. Uh, but, but you can it, still step on his giant feet. But the black outline does happen in the Genesis one. I was going to blow your minds by pointing out there was a Genesis one because it's the probably the weirdest port ever. It is very good looking compared to the NES version but it's, things still look off it's garbage it's, 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 trash, it's yeah. even worse but it just it actually looks like a this could be a fun license game but I just don't know of any it's games it's unplayable just yeah, the same but as like the what bad games are. from the NES era can you think of that get ported onto the next console well like, that was to sell it in England or yeah, to sell probably, the fanciest probably. thing in England like, so other season one stuff we have Dr. Marvin Monroe uh, who God. is the boss of level four <laughs> so, yeah. okay sure very odd um, you hit him with a foam bat <laughs> no mm-hmm. they should have done that Chris yeah. that's amazing that sounds and, like you'd have to draw a new uh, <laughs> a new sprite so, so do you think Bart. the whole game is just them dragging existing assets into the game because it feels like very Ninja Turtles one quality <laughs> like whatever like, we got we have a human character from this other game he looks this? nothing like parasentient uh, shoes no problem <laughs> make a Simpsons episode about that so we have uh, Space Mutants as well so Space Mutants is in the no, title no they're not yes. the Space Mutants and you're good to point that out Harry these, these mm. are different Space Mutants like in the art for the game they're these like humanoid looking things with like like weird like eye stock tentacles on their heads yeah but in the game itself they look nothing like the art or the Space Mutants that are yeah. in the movie uh, the fake movie in the Simpsons which was a, like a huge season one two and three reference going to Space Mutants movies. they're like a, yeah. a king and Kodos that can survive on oxygen yeah <laughs> yeah they are from the same drawing style that mm-hmm. the birth king kodos but the space beans are a very specific design and you don't even see one of them in the game yes, like they're just yeah. big aliens we, we should see kang and kodos in those beginning scenes where their conveyor belt is dropping things into a machine oh, that should be kang and kodos they look really. like doom characters and what's, <laughs> really what's, what's great is like <laughs> that comparison video you have those things vary wildly from game oh yeah game. yeah it was like just make what up just make up how many eyes does it have i don't know at least one like okay They'll this never has... actually be in the same screen as bart yeah. so who cares it's not like the simpsons has a distinct look or anything yeah. you know or like rules to how you draw characters it does <laughs> it does feel weird that like like graining or there's no system in place mm. to oversee this product and make sure well, yeah. it's graining accurate made sure his name got on the start screen mm-hmm. and that's it like you didn't have to but but there's also what babysitter banded right She's yeah miss miss bots she's the, the bots. boss of the mall mm-hmm. 
Uh, we also have uh, No Burns and Smithers, a real oversight in this game. I feel like they Konami would... Konami knew they're supervillains who yeah. should be the final boss. Yeah, so. I feel like Konami was much more savvy about everything they did with The Simpsons. In mm. fact, when I got done with doing all this research, I just went online and looked at these sprite sheets for the arcade game. Mm. This is masterful. Yeah. This is be- This should be in a museum. This I, is so beautiful. I, I, can... I made one of the sprites my avatar because I was so yeah. inspired. I'm like, oh, I, I love these well, sprites. Well, it's time to get rid of that Thanksgiving avatar. I agree. I, I can never get rid of my Xbox 360 because it has... That unavailable oh, yeah. you, Simpsons you arcade can't download game it anymore. Old delisting. Yeah. Well, Konami delisted something, and you can never. Well, get again, it back. that and the Ninja Turtles game came about through marketing a new game with that yeah. product. That's the only reason it exists. Well, I'm glad. I thank Konami for playing ball yeah. with uh, with EA yeah. or Ubisoft on that. Stuff. It was nice to have that game for what three or four years, maybe. Yeah. 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 Oh, and, and watch. I, I love that growing up. <sighs> coming into the games industry in my mid twenties, and then like you know, I get a little older, and then like younger kids come in and they review a game like the Simpsons and like this sucks Four finished it in 10 minutes and like I, yeah. I can't weigh my own yeah. memories of this game on, on why it's you're so much better than that with these words. and you're not wrong but like it's, <laughs> I need this game it's not meant to be a lasting experience it's meant yeah. to be like a fun little like it's meant to take $10 of yeah. quarters yeah, yeah not, I'm sure you guys do. have all talked about your arcade memories but just being forced to travel to places like the Grand Canyon with my <laughs> parents like and you always hold out that hope you'll walk into a lodge in the middle of one of these scenic vistas you don't care about maybe a Simpsons arcade machine that or Ninja and, Turtles yeah and like 30% of the time you were you would yes it's here it's here <laughs> or, or Altered Beast I yes. remember being excited to be like oh, I got Altered Beast <laughs> in here but alright back Sorry. to Bar vs. Space yeah Man. so uh, the premise is ripped right from the movie They Live which was only like four or five years old yeah. at this point that's that's a uh, weird trap yeah no it's two years it was an 89 film. 89 wow yeah. okay yeah so basically <sighs> aliens have me. invaded Springfield hiding in plain sight outside mm-hmm. of the ones that are everywhere that look nothing like humans <sighs> and uh, Bart has to put on X-ray specs uh, to see their true forms and if you defeat an alien that is disguised as a human, you get a piece of evidence if you collect all of them in a level, then the family member will help you fight the boss. That's yes. basically how the game works. And, and they, I mean, it's not explained in any way. They all look never explained. They all look like Calvin's Uncle Max. That is an obscure reference for people <laughs> from this era. He kind of does. And that's, that's one thing, Chris, like they outside of Sideshow Bob, they don't nail the look of the show at all. No, not at and, all. Uh, and that goes for the music as well. Like th- number the music, one, huh? yes. Okay, so we'll play. <laughs> we'll play with the Simpsons NES theme, which you'll hear a lot in this game. Yes. So that's you hear a lot of that loop throughout the game, and um, I'm gonna say. Danny Elfman's theme for the show is a very complex piece musically, at least to me, knowing nothing about music, it sounds very complex. Things are lots of instruments, lots of really fast-paced uh, you like know, this part. notes. That's good game music. Then it goes then to then shit goes right away, there. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and anyhow, mm-hmm. it's not fair to make an NES try to produce this music, mm-hmm. but they try with four channels and you hear this looped over and over again artlessly. It doesn't even loop well. It's just like, okay, <laughs> so, the song's over, it's, start, it's starting again. So I have a theory on that after... Uh, I didn't play this again before mm-hmm. the uh, before doing this, but I did watch. Well, I turned on an hour long playthrough, the complete playthrough of it, and I watched thirty minutes of it straight until I was like, I gotta fast forward. I cannot stand this. But because every time you but, think the level's over, it's not. There's a second yeah. song that is sort of like a bad half-ass remix where they get but, rid of one instrument. It's so like, it's a, I, I guess it's a new song. So when I started this game, where I started it and heard this song, I was like. Oh, this start screen is it's good. Great. This start screen is great. And they got the music right. And they paid for the music and credited. So I'm like, well, they did a great job. And mm-hmm. then after 10 minutes of it, like, 
it's just this song. You're driving me crazy. Yeah. And then when I zip towards the end of the game, I'm like, it's still just this song. And I, my theory is that they spent all their music budget on that. Or they're uh, like, we got to get this song. And when they did it, they're like, holy shit, that's expensive. We have no money for anything else. And yeah, so, they get creative with that song, too. Like, when you fight a boss in some later stages, uh, there, there's a part in the song that's like, diddly, 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 diddly. you know, I, I can't I can't replicate it perfectly, but you know the part of the Simpsons song I'm talking about. Yes. Uh, you also hear that when Bart dies. When you get to the boss, it just does that over and over again, that one diddly, 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 do over and over and over again until you defeat the boss. So, well, yeah, they were getting creative with you reusing that one song that is not done well at all. Well, and so then when I, re- when I watched the comparison video, the the one you probably are th- thinking of as well or you're linking to in this you they have the music too like you can see every non NES version was like we're not paying for Dan- <laughs> we're not paying Danny oh, Elfman eighty thousand dollars the music the song is not there oh, can we wow. play the Genesis one Chris? yeah absolutely yeah. you won't hear it in the Genesis one uh, it sounds like Day of the Tentacle actually <laughs> oh uh, that's like the uh, the alternate reality version of The Simpsons that we never got. Again, they couldn't. They're like, we're not paying Danny Elfman all this money to license this song. So you oh. can do that diddly 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 dee. It's free. It doesn't even pull. It's not a Back to the Future thing where they play it backwards. Ugh. Please turn it off, Chris. Oh. Thank you. So, yeah, I mean, um, that song, uh, there there are mm-hmm. a total of two songs in the game, and they're both the Simpsons song, and it's not done very well, and I'm sure my mom probably lost several thousand brain cells hearing me play this <laughs> in the background. I'm not, I'm not sure how... How did my parents never beat me? I, I just... I don't know. I played all these games in front of them, and they were fine with it. Just thank them for not beating Yes, them. I'm going to go home and do that and call my mom. So, let's talk about the game's design. Uh, so, uh, we all we all hate the first level, of course. We hate the entire game. But it's, it's the first level is almost not but I mean just I was a dumb kid yeah but I didn't understand what I needed to do or when I was done doing it if you read the instructions and if you know what you're doing the first level is the most inventive level with the most ideas so yeah well and, thanks to Nintendo suing Blockbuster they could <laughs> photocopy the instructions yeah, so, so you like, don't I didn't, know what they oh, are and I now a, know there's like yeah. there's like a prompt at the bottom that'll tell you like you've done enough to move to the goal yeah go to the right but if you, anything happens in between you collect a coin or get hit it disappears oh so no, like okay you, so there, it, like as a kid I, we couldn't we couldn't figure out for a long time with no manual what you're supposed to do in the so game. I'll tell you how this game works in each of the five levels uh, so the aliens need a certain type of item to power their ultimate uh, machine which we don't know what that is they never really say um, in the first level it is uh, red sorry it is purple items mm-hmm. anything purple they need for their world conquering machine so uh, that means Bart has to find ways to either cover up the, the purple things, mm. change the colors. So really, this level taps into the essence of Bart. He's being mischievous with yeah. different like tools and weapons and tricks and traps. And, and spray you, paint, yeah. which is a very Bart thing. Yeah, your arm with spray paint, or you can knock down a paint can and change the color of an awning, or mm. shoot out windows with bottle rockets. But the game never tells you that or how to how to do it or when you're done. Because you do need to do a certain amount in order to progress. When I watched a full playthrough, I was like, oh, I was supposed to buy all those rockets yes, yeah. to shoot in that one specific But song. only if you stand under the window in the retirement castle so grandfather... And blow the so, whistle. It's so adventure gamey. <laughs> it is, Chris. And it like, is. This really draws into that sort of like... You have one game to play for months, try everything, adventure game mentality. Because mm-hmm. I will give this first level credit because there is so much cool stuff you can do compared to what happens in the second. There's very there's very much like a level of interactivity you don't yeah. see in the second, third, fourth, and fifth level, which is just like collect the thong garbage. And it's 
that's probably all we need to talk about because odds are none of you I would uh-huh. say 80% of you listening never played Patches but I do want I do want to talk about what you can do in that first level it's great. not to go on too long but you can you can these, these are the, like the options mm-hmm. you have to cover up the, uh, the the purple objects or collect them or whatever you can you know spray paint them one thing is really cool you can prank call Mo he'll come mm-hmm. out in his purple uh, mm-hmm. whatever apron you spray paint him it's a very G-rated Moe's bartender joke where it's like is Isabel hey, there house with your brains yes uh, Mo doesn't actually tell Barty's gonna kill him you're like is Isabel there last name rigging and it's like wow Isabel ringing come on dudes that's great Uh, you can go on the grass next to a keep off the grass sign a cop will come uh, to you know I don't know arrest you or shoot you and you just spray paint him you can buy a wrench you can buy objects there's shops in the first level where you can buy things that's crazy buy items to use on other items it's very adventure gamey and um, it's it's just fun to explore Springfield in 1991 that was the coolest part because it wasn't an authentic Springfield Uh, the movie theater was there Uh, Candy Most Dandy was there we all love that classic Simpsons location (laughs) hey you kids yeah (laughs) classic classic Mr. Dan Andy. Uh, but yeah, they blew and, all. Uh, and Gemini Springfield says something. That's to you. right. It's yeah. like, remember to get ahead, Bart, or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. You shoot a bottle rocket at a bird that's resting on his finger. It's really stupid. Well, and there's a skateboard scene. So yeah, like, with an off model Jimbo. Yeah, yeah, and it doesn't work, but it's the at least it was proof of competency of seeing the show and knowing what Bart did in the first season. Yeah. These are all first season Bart things. Yes, and it, after it, that, it reeks of like, but the first level reeks of like that was the concept they pitched. Yeah. Yes. And then they rush the rest of it. That's true. You're totally right, Chris, because the, the rest of the levels could be in any game at all. Yeah. So um, the rest of the levels has the same premise of, okay, get all the blank objects Hats. you need. Instead of having Bart think of creative ways to collect them or disfigure them or cover them up, it's just like, no, just collect them. It's fine. We ran out of things for you to do. So Look, there's a hat there. Jump on these yeah. floating things in the Springfield Mall and get that hat. This has to be up by Easter. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to know the story, and I was going to reach out to the guy who was uh, you know, one of the guys who made this, but I feel like you know, we're just going to make fun of this, and I don't want you to listen to it if we are. I, and I, I'm sure you know it's crap, too, but I don't want you to be like a party to this. Yeah, but I still, I still want to learn like what it was like to make a game like this me too like how much time they had what the restrictions were it reeks of western development and i think japanese development especially with licensed games got a little away got away with a lot more because they were able to say this is our process and you hired us you have to respect that we'll try and hit your date best we can so Um, i i am looking at the list of publishers for the game it's insane well and that's that's what i realized now like you can say a lot of shit about a claim Mm mm-hmm they were the only they were the the only one they published was the NES version. Oh, okay. They paid for that song. Like they mm. they were spend the money for that song. Actually, Flying I believe... Edge and Ocean Software, Ocean they weren't Software, ready to pay. Baby. I think Flying Edge might be like an acclaimed subsidiary for Europe. Oh, but, you're uh, right. Acclaims Ultra. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Basically, yeah. So they don't get in trouble with Nintendo mm. for, you know, publishing one game on their system. Uh, so I want to talk about why this game sucks. I mean, we've underlined a lot of it, but Well, first and foremost, the platforming is terrible. That's exactly right, Chris. In every about where you step and jump is arbitrary. Bart's hitbox is all over the goddamn place. Yeah. It's never clear if you can land on something. It's never clear if something's going to hit you. Like every windowsill is a platform, no matter how shallow. It's very strange Except that the rules some, of the world are and very there's, strange. Let's, here, I can easily draw this picture in your brains. Here's a door. I just drew a rectangle. Use it! Um, just a rectangle. <laughs> in the middle of it is a window. How would you know that you can use this? the top 
of the middle rectangle as a place to stand. Exactly. It doesn't make sense in the real yeah. world. It doesn't make sense in a game, but that's the only way for you to get, complete the game. It drove me crazy Why? as a kid. It'd be like, these are not the obvious visual tells just yeah. from other NES games. Like I was like, I played Castlevania. I know where I'm supposed to jump. Why would it's a metal trash can be a trampoline? Me. Exactly. That's it. Yeah. And even in the even in the speed run I saw, the dude was or the player was trying to spray paint yeah. something. He's like, "You're one pixel away." And it didn't do <laughs> You're it. You're standing like, next like, to it. Psh, nope, didn't work. Oh, you have to jump up and nail it. You can't be standing next to it oh, and spray yeah. paint it. Well, and it also it's really drove. It reminded me of what drove me crazy when I played it as a kid. Watching it was just like. These are space mutants. These are enemies on a screen. And by mm. playing Mario, I have been taught if I jump on these enemies on a the screen, they go away. But it says, like, no, you avoid these space yeah. mutants. You can't you kill most enemies. Them. Yeah, you're right. And it drives me nuts. And, and who are just floating and nothing and moving yeah. up and down. It's That's one thing, Chris. Uh, this reminds me of European-style platformers. Mm. And I'm sure there are some good ones. But <laughs> the, the bad ones I've seen where it's just like the, the idea behind it is just like a bunch of random shit swarming around on the screen with no rhyme or reason. Just like mm-hmm. it's just swarming. No thought as to how the like the best way for a player to get through it. No mm-hmm. thought as to like can they possibly avoid getting hit. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, just, it's yeah. just all over the place. And the controls are totally crazy again. Oh. Super Mario Brothers 1 came out six years before this. You yeah. need to meet that standard. That standard mm-hmm. has been established. Everyone knows how a game should play. The run button oh. is the same oh. as the jump button. Oh. How um. do you let that happen Ooh. in 1991? It's crazy. And also, there is a second kind of jump, uh, a long jump, yes. where you hit A and B at the same time. So in order to get the most effective jump, you hit A once, Bart jumps, you hold an A, you start running, and then you hit A and B at the same time. Maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't work. You better hope you're not over a bottomless pit. I played this a ton. I still didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a cruel game with Mm -hmm. this bullshit. And then, yeah. Oh, and you are on a timer, by the way. You have to find pieces of a thing and how to dismantle them. And you have a timer. We don't have a lot more to go over, but I do want to talk about how this game just just devolved into complete nonsense starting with level two. Um, (laughs) And suddenly, okay, so level one, it's still Simpsons land. You're riding skateboards. There's aliens there. Who cares? They need to make a video game concept. It is believably Springfield. You're like, I'm in Springfield. It's very grounded. Level two. Uh, you're riding floating candy bars over pools of wet concrete in the Springfield Mall, and giant and just sentient shoes are trying to kill you, and yep. giant donuts are just rolling down the hall, and there are no yeah. sign jokes. There's no sign jokes in a level where there is nothing but signs. Okay, yeah. well, there's one sign joke that I picked up in my in my watching this let's play. It was um the shoe store was called the really big shoe. So, uh, congrats. The, Gen- the Genesis version actually takes some jokes from Blood Feud. So oh, you, we ha- do that. Wow. Yeah, there are signs for like Wicked Excess and the Tamo Shanter collection, but really? the NES version has no jokes outside of the ones they made up. Mm. Um, so level three is Krusty Land, which again, there are some inventive touches in these levels that show that they cared a little bit. In Krusty Land, you can play all the carnival games mm-hmm. to earn points, to earn coins, to mm-hmm. you know, um, to pop the balloons you need to pop in this level. It's it's very interesting that they had that level of interactivity again, but it's just a very minor part of a bad level. And the level does have a lights out puzzle which is the worst laziest game design ever if you know what lights out is it's like when you click on a button the other buttons light up on either side it's it's a really really rote super easy puzzle it's like the it's like second to block pushing in in the school of puzzle design i'm also like i also like saw in that comparison video every game but the nes game has a pretty cool intro sequence yeah that, that, that is more fun and it always makes what well, is the Atari ST and how do I play one? The other thing for the Genesis so was that it took a year. They had an extra year. Yeah, they, they had did, an extra yeah. year, And they still didn't really make it better. <laughs> no, I mean, it's weird. Like, some things looked a little better, but at the end, like, 
they didn't know I guess they didn't know the end boss was supposed to be Nelson so it just looks like some random child in the Genesis version <laughs> it's like all blue yeah from hair to shirt all blue it's weird but Sideshow Bob still looks good so watching this this horrible I mean I, I, I hats off to whoever let's play this game or long played it that I watch it looks so painful and I noticed that they rely they fall back on the same level design tropes over and over after level one it's like well here's a, a long stretch of bottomless pit mm-hmm. with these very very tiny moving platforms we're going to do that for mm-hmm. like two times per level so in every level after the first one you'll have that mm-hmm. happening yep. to you it's so cruel and the last level is especially hateful so when I watched that yes. I've never seen the last level before when I saw it in that let's play it's like this is this is a, an abomination it's basically half of any it. long play you watch is this level it takes forever yeah. and is meaningless and you can't it's just like keep going through doors nope that door took <laughs> you to level five but the doors locked on the other side and it, it's yeah it's basically a giant maze where you have to get you have to get like passwords from Lisa summon Homer with donuts to fight enemies <laughs> I forget what Marge does it's probably stupid she no she walks co- through she actually you need to collect 16 power rods to return them to the basement and Marge will take them back for you, but because you can only carry four at a time, so every time you collect four, you've got to go through the maze again to the basement, unless you have Marge on your side. It is incredibly painful, and there's no boss at the end. You just do it, and the game's over. And, and you get over. this dumb image of Bart's head on uh, Mount Rushmore because the aliens respect him so, now. So yeah, the well, the, I mean, watching it felt like a nightmare. Like I've had these <laughs> nightmares. Was it Bart's nightmare, Henry? <laughs> I have had nightmares where I don't know if you guys have ever had these where you're like. You're having to complete a task, but it just gets more complicated <laughs> as you try to finish it. And, and it, your teeth keep falling out. And you just can't finish it. And it's just to constantly trying to... And so when I see this, it reminds me of those nightmares I've had of just like, no, you weren't on level four and grab this thing. And and yeah, if, if I had suffered through that for months as a kid to get that ending, that ending would have pissed me off too. Like it was... So you beat them. And also the last one... The last isotope is just filled in by Maggie's pacifier. Yeah, which is that's a, a joke, I guess. Anyway. <laughs> and then you don't even get to see the the aliens really leave, and you don't fight anybody. And then it's just Bart, like, it wouldn't Bart have heard on the news that his head was on Mount Rushmore? Yeah, all of a they, they just go to Mount Rushmore, and his head is there. He's like, wow, I guess this is fun. Confirm yeah. Springfield's in South Dakota. <laughs> Thanks, uh, players. Yeah, so, I mean, that's uh, Bart versus the Space Mutants. I have to say that... Um, there were lots of bad games in 91, but uh, as a kid, again, I say that standard was set. Mm-hmm. And playing this, I was like, this just doesn't feel right. They, this mm-hmm. doesn't play like a video game should. And I had that inkling, but I, I wasn't sure like if a game could be bad at this point. I just mm-hmm. was like, this doesn't work right. Uh, I'm just not going to play there, it there's anymore. There's something wrong, and that's the only reason I'd like to talk to somebody involved in it. Because not to go off, but Bart versus the World is like largely reused assets from this game it really is to be fair uh things look more simpsonsy mm-hmm. but um it is just bad platforming it's no inventive awful. qualities at all yeah but the, you reuse the same bart sprite almost to a t yes it's a horrid bart sprite uh, they did so not bad. fix that sprite you're right it's a duck like it's a <laughs> duck thing that's why i mean even though bart's nightmare is still kind of bad just seeing things look like they should was yes. uh, was like a rev- uh, like just a, a stunning just amazing it was. yeah and it's it's a testament to how bad Simpsons games are. This isn't even the worst one on the NES. Like, yeah, I was gonna. Close. I was gonna ask you guys. I mean, like, how do the other NES Simpsons games stack up? I mean, Krusty's Funhouse is different. It's it's a re- different game. I need to revisit them because I just thought they were all awful. I definitely think that's the. Horrible. I got this, and then I probably rented one more mm-hmm. one. I think Bart's Nightmare. That's or, and and then after that, I was like, never again. I'm not renting a Simpsons game. These the, are bad. The horrible truth is that Krusty's Funhouse is the best. It is non-arcade 
arcade one. It's, it's based a, on an existing game, so they had nothing they could really. It fuck goes, it goes to me arcade, which is like you're in your nines or eights, especially mm. back then. Maybe not now. It's still and really then, good. Chris. And then we delve back into the sixes with EA's The Simpsons game, which is fan servicey as hell, but the worst three D platformer I've I ever mean, played. I mean, it's in my full life. of mediocre and filler. It is. It is. But, it's awful. But it has production values. They spent a lot yeah. of money on getting yes. every voice and, and an original animation. Basically, an original, an mm-hmm. episode's worth of original animation. It's a strong C plus to uh, Space Mutants F. But then Mutants when we F. replayed it on stuff, mm-hmm. when we replayed it on long, streams, yeah. I was like, wow, this is not fun to play. Yeah. This is not good. Uh, then you get all of it, Krusty's Funhouse, which was an existing simple puzzle game. So it's mm. it's fine, but it doesn't need The Simpsons at all. No, no, not really. And I think it's called like Rat Trap yeah, in the UK. It was called Rat yeah. Trap, and I think Acclaim bought the rights to it, turned into Krusty's Funhouse, and then it's it's just all bad, but it, everything else is just dirt. And it feels like if if Acclaim was responding to our feedback, which was like, if you can't you can't see the room we're recording in, but <laughs> I have a Bartman Avenger of Evil corkboard 1990 th- thing in the room. I love Bartman, mm-hmm. but we never Bartman is never addressed on the show. It's one and, joke in one episode, and yeah. it's really just a mer- it's a, like a merchandising thing that became a joke on the show. Yeah, because Batman was coming out when the Simpsons were yeah. huge. Yes. And that's basically the tie-in. As yes. a kid, I loved Bartman so much, but loved it. Bartman meets Radioactive Man. That's, that's it's, the it's worst, when they right? seem like they got the note that like we just should be a straight-up platformer, and you see why they didn't have the capabilities to do that. Yeah. like it's it's so cruel and mean and awful. Every single second is worse than the last. <laughs> it's really bad. At least I, the other stuff is like kind of high concept. Yeah, and like it has game elements to it. This is just it, like this is you couldn't have it simpler. With I, I haven't played Simpsons Tapped Out the Money Pit, but it sucks. I don't feel like I don't feel <laughs> like doing it. But I think they at least got references right. But, I have a uh, real big soft spot for Bart's Nightmare. Um, uh-huh. And I it, what should be better the Itchy and Scratchy game because it's oh, yeah, it, it shouldn't have my, it, the simplest goal ever. I had that on my Game Gear and thought Oof. like, oh, this is good. This is good, right? No, it's yeah, not. It's really bad. They can't even get the song right. No. Yeah. Uh, it's so bad. The, the Forgotten mm. Simpsons game, that's the best one to me because mm. it isn't even a game. It's really a series of screensavers. Oh. It's oh. Virtual Springfield. That's right, yeah. So Virtual Springfield is a bunch of jokes mm-hmm. and references and it, it was made, I think, like 96, yeah. 97. And, and you, you pointed out to me, blew my mind. You, you have Troy McClure voices yeah. you'll never hear anywhere else and they got Phil Hartman to do it. They got all the voices they're all speaking and it is it's an adventure game with no point it's just like you collect cards and that's it right pretty much but it's not for any purpose really you're just like i went to the nuclear plant time to click on everything and see what happens but you get to see like oh the purple goo from the donut is covering this thing just like in the episode where homer prevents the meltdown oh this Ref, this is the stone cut. Like I found a secret place where the stone cutters Someday are. Someday like, I'll need is. your help or somebody in Retronauts' help to like the weird era of the CD-ROM mm-hmm. game. I played it for the Retronauts blog in 2009. I it was on an old PC and it barely worked, but I still was able to play it. Yeah, there's yeah, that the and, and the Beavis and Butthead. Like, <laughs> is it virtual stupidity? Ugh. for Beavis and Butthead. Oh, or? that's actually good. Yeah, and yeah. The is Muppets yeah, one. It is. And, and someday right. we'll find the I Mystery swear. Science Theater 3000 one that was never finished. Somebody oh, will yeah. publish some of yeah. that. Yes. I want to know. The assignment Venezuela short uh, is on YouTube though. It was a DVD extra. Oh, was that was that was made for the game? That was made for the game. Yeah, they made one short. But I will say, virtual stupidity is good. It's not as good as a LucasArts sorry adventure game, but it's surprisingly well made for a licensed adventure game. Yeah, and the Duckman game isn't bad either. There's no Jason Alexander though. Boo. Yeah. There's but a King the, of the Hill game out there somewhere. But the Simpsons one was <laughs> more than one. good. It was the yeah. Sim- Virtual Springfield it was good. It gets forgotten by a lot of people. I had uh, at, at my old place, the Games Radar, I had a mm-hmm. bit of a 
disagreement with the uh, other editor I was writing the article was it with. Someone from the UK who thought that Bart versus Space Mutants was a very good game. Again, that's because he played like Chinese water torture platformers. <laughs> he was a big Sonic fan. Or he is a big Sonic fan. Yeah. Oh, so. you're talking about JT. I, I oh, felt no. like we have to. Let, let's not name him. <laughs> uh, I thought uh, Lisa S. <laughs> now, no. um, <laughs> L. Simpson. <laughs> uh, but but no, look, hey, I don't begrudge him his opinions. Is wrong ones, but um, the I, I felt like I just had to get in a knock on Sonic on the retro. Uh, I thought that was a thing we do on. Hey, here, right? if you were tortured enough by bla- by bad platformers to think this is a good game, yeah. I I'm in love with you. More yeah. power to you, man, because your life was hard. I love the idea of somebody loving this game, and if it was, wasn't for those let's players out here, I don't know that I would have seen yeah. more than the first three levels. Thank God that those people are out there well, doing that. What they do, I mean, it's just rote trial and error memorization because yeah, most every level is just like. First level, it's purple stuff, then hats, hats, then balloons, balloons, then uh, exit signs, and and it's all like kind of you don't really know how you deal with them, and if you don't if you don't pop every balloon, you don't get to the boss. You won't be able to get to the boss. Mm. It I don't it's but a very good there's a good crusty and itchy and scratchy sprite in there somewhere. There is mm. uh yes there kind of is. Yes. giant crusty head <laughs> yeah. looks good and the eyes do within, follow you within the world of that game that looks good. <laughs> yeah. the best they can. Wait, do. didn't we have one other clip? Uh, we had we had the, the commercial, commercial if you the, want to listen to that. The commercial is a short, sweet 15 minutes. Beautiful animation. I encourage you to look it up on YouTube. It's on our YouTube channel. Bart! Go to bed! Sure thing, Dad! It's Bart versus the Space Mutants for your Dad, NES. Only Bart Simpson can save the Bart! Earth. Bart! Okay, <laughs> Get the Simpsons game for your NES from Acclaim. Bart! That was a good eight seconds of animation. Yeah. But there's, there's, a, there's multiple versions of it. As they make new Simpsons games, they still are always hawking uh, Bart versus the Space Mutants. But it's still available. They, it is, yeah, but they, when they want to hawk Camp Deadly and Krusty's Funhouse again, that the commercial we put up, I think somewhere that one of of Krusty naming like yeah. eight games. It's mm. just like that's yeah. when it overwhelmed me. Of like it's nineteen ninety two. They made this three different this platforms, many. and that we I love that because it's the only time the Simpsons really do say a an, a, a real world existing console. That's and Krusty true, yeah. screams yeah. out Super Nintendo. That is kind of weird. Yeah. So this is going on much longer than I intended, as with every Retronauts Micro. But I did want to end with asking whether the best Simpsons games. I think you guys kind of said which ones yeah. you like the most. Arc- I think we're all in agreed on. Arcade. I mean, arcade is the best game. Yeah. I have a soft spot for Virtual Springfield. I spent a lot of time in there but it's barely even a game and you could never play it yeah and it's just lost the time but so uh yeah my my pick is simpsons arcade yeah me too i mean even if uh it's shallow it is the best that kind of game can possibly be Mm -hmm. just like it's it's a delivery method for cool animations Mm -hmm. and references and like great sound effects uh great music even i mean we use the music on talking simpsons so i I do i do really appreciate the work that went into the simpsons game it is full of references Full of jokes, like tons of yeah. jokes about like they're fighting Ryu and it's yeah, Ryu, yeah. like it's all these in, in a of... Madden game factory. And yes, and when Will Wright, Will Wright is taunting them, like he's <laughs> a boss. It's like I've kissed a girl, like he said. <laughs> and when they and there's an incredible great joke of them of them talking about their shitty eight bit games. Yeah. I do love. Of, uh, oh, sorry, I'm I was gonna say that it's like that was Marge's catchphrase. Everyone else had their own, and that's what I Marge yeah. at, at the so very great. least. A Simpsons game should be funny, and I know yeah. Tapped Out meets that requirement. In Virtual Springfield, and and that really does too. And if you don't, if you've never made it to the last level of that game, it is a battle through Matt Groening's mansion where yeah. he sends Futurama and, like, characters. Like Bender's to there, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, and, and Zoidberg. What and, about Zoidberg? <laughs> 
I will give uh, honorable mention to uh, Simpsons Hit and Run, which was the... My God, yes. sorry, that is yeah. the number two. As, yeah. as a game, that's great. Yeah. I don't know how well it holds up, but it was my favorite Grand Theft Auto until uh, San Andreas came it's, out. It, we played it a, a year ago with really bad frame rate on our YouTube channel, but like... Just playing through Spring, the Springfield map is all wrong. Of course, but, it's, but there's it's, no way it could be right. But it's so yeah, it's yeah. so silly. And like, uh, it, it, it's all funny. It's got great voice acting. Well, the in EA it. one tried to have that kind of GTA Springfield one too, but it didn't really do mm. it. It was, yeah. and they, it, that team would later go on to make Dead Space. Uh, that's so weird. Yeah, I mean, starting with uh, Road Rage, which was the crazy taxi ripoff they got sued over. Mm-hmm. Someone had the bright idea, like, hey, we're making a Simpsons game. Maybe let's hire a Simpsons writer. So yes. I think Matt mm. Selman wrote a lot of Simpsons really? games. Yeah, the, uh, who Selman was... and, a, and another writer did did the EA game. Yeah, I remember that? Which is, I guess, came out the same year as the movie, so it's turning ten this year. Oh boy, jeez! Mm-hmm. I don't want to think about that. Coming up, baby. <laughs> so yes, thanks for joining us on this uh, pleasant hell ride through a just terrible game we all suffered through. Please let me know on the comments or on Twitter or whatever what you think of this game. If you finished it, like if it scarred you for life as it did all of us. Uh, but as for me, you can find me on Twitter as Bob Servo. You can read my writing at somethingawful.com and fandom.com where I write video game stuff. And of course, let's talk about Talking Simpsons. Chris, yeah. sell it, Chris. Talking Simpsons, the Laser Times chronological look at every single episode of The Simpsons. By the time this goes up, we'll be at the bottom end of season oh, four. Man. Can't wait to get to five. Can you believe we're almost at season five? Yeah. Unbelievable. And, and I do think if I haven't plugged it enough for uh, Retronauts fans, um, 302010 is a show we do where we look back to that week in history 30, 20, and 10 years ago. And it's been really great. Trying to hold back every time there's like a, a momentous Simpsons episode released <laughs> 20 years ago. And the last one was like, it was, and here come the pretzels. Like, yeah, we have to mention by the, that. By the time we, we get to that, our episodes will be two and a half hours yeah, long. Yeah, by the time we get to that, we'll have like nine kids. We won't be able to do the show that often. <laughs> Little Bob can take over. <laughs> come on, guys. We'll, we'll already be in 1984 world by that point. Yeah. There will be a podcast. I'm H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G on Twitter. That's where you can find me. I also write for Phantom. You'll find my work there. And I'm on other podcasts, but especially Talking Simpsons. And uh, we got some exciting stuff planned for the future. Boy, oh boy. Yeah. All right. We got nothing. Yes. <laughs> no, we actually do have something planned, but I don't want to say it on a podcast. Are you happy? Cool. <laughs> uh, see, well, talk more than on Talking Simpsons. Yes. And Laser uh, Time, all that, but whatever. Love you. Thank you so much. And our, yeah. our YouTube channel, the one game stream you might like, we tried to do... When we were wrapping up that the third season of The Simpsons for Talking Simpsons, we did this the three Simpsons games of 1992. And if you think this is a bad Simpsons game, <laughs> we cannot overlook the Game Boy games, which are utter. They're not even games. They are dog smegma. They are. It's. It is. They, <laughs> they learn the nothing. Worst. They learn nothing. Bart versus the Juggernauts might actually be the worst game Oof. Simpsons game ever made. Yeah. It's terrible. But I am cited as the expert on the internet, so I have to live that down for the rest of my days. I, well, we excuse Game Boy games for being bad due to their limitations. Yeah. But like the idea, like if you think looping one song is bad, it, it, it sounds like we don't even know the name of the song. Let me ride that donkey. donkey. Yeah. Let me ride that donkey. Donkey. That's yeah. it. That's that. Da 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 da. For 45 minutes. It is like a ringtone from 1997. Yeah. Yes. Black and white graphics as Bart plays an American Gladiators parody. It's it's awful. Oh, God. Thank you so much for joining us, folks. We'll be back next week with a brand new full-length episode of Retronauts. We'll see you then.